0: live pain-free. Tumescal Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief.
1: I just called the number on their website. Temescal Wellness Specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a
0: low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temescal Wellness from seed to display by the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Tomesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.tomescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Tomesco Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of life.
2: Welcome. We're live. We're the Young Jerks. WEMF Radio. My name is Mike Crawford. I am the host. Uh, It's a little warm in here, even though it's not warm outside anymore. It's a lot cooler, but our AC is down, and it's still a little bit warm. But we're okay. We're 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 actually really lucky that it wasn't the heat wave because the AC's not working here. But we're gonna make do. Uh, Again, we got so many good things happening uh, on the station, on the show Uh, this week. WEMF Radio again. My name is Mike Crawford. I'm sitting here with Judy Foster in the house from uh, the reality yes program. The are reality. you close enough to that, mic? I'm not hearing you.
3: I am. I All think right. so. Can I, you I hear can me hear now? you now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can. Me just myself. Yes. I me too. Okay. I want to make sure. Yes. 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 I'm in. I'm in the building,
2: Mike. You are. I am. And uh, we're doing something special this Tuesday night. We're co-hosting.
3: <laughs> I'm so giddy
2: a big election primary special yes,
3: yes premier yes yes at
2: WEMF radio at 8 p.m
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh it's a big party and we're going to give away two tickets it's also uh we're going to be having some fun as well so oh, sure, w- we'll be talking all about that today and if you want to go you let us know on the facebook live post comments or call in 617 903 and let us know that you want to go and why we should pick you and uh, even better if you have a good question for any of the candidates we have in or any comments today about the politics or any of the subject matter We've been covering. That gets you ahead of the class. That that shows you're been paying attention. So definitely do that today. Today's the time. We have some great callers. We have a great, awesome guest right now. Just like we had an awesome guest last week, Ayana Presley. Yes. Last oh. week Shout was amazing. Shout out to
3: Miss Presley. Good job. Shout out to.
2: And now we have an uh, just another one. Uh, <laughs> we're just very blessed and lucky uh, at the right time yes, too it seems are. like she's surging
4: yes that's right yes
2: surging boston globe endorsed now sean king endorsed now tito jackson is out campaigning for her. every day we see him uh tashonda uh who's a big friend of the show and tito obviously another big friend of the show they both endorsed him monica Cannon grant has endorsed her uh we i'm endorsing her today are you yeah. in on this too judy
3: calvin well, well just for full disclosure i'm a supporter of mike maloney he oh, is okay. an independent candidate for da so i am totally in mike's corner you'll have to convince me otherwise i understand mike's uh, well, not in well, the primary though and so in the primary
2: you're not going to make a choice right now Judy. i'm not all no. right cool no all right that's fine uh yes. that's that's good to make a disclosure and again uh, i'm supporting mike maloney's campaign as well as an independent but it's uh right yeah, now we
3: know it's it's not until after the fourth yeah. but uh, I'm we're already about, in full gear <laughs> yeah for this primary
2: uh i'm going with uh the guest right here uh because this is our shot right here the other guy who uh is the front runner has hundreds of police officers who are giving him money uh, i have nothing against police officers i have friends who are police officers i have respect for the profession but it almost seems like a lobby at this point and uh when you get so heavily endorsed, I have to ask why. Why, why are police officers throwing 500 $1, a $1,000 at BAT, Boston Police Department, as well as state police? Hundreds, hundreds of campaign contributions from that group. And uh, the person that's the front runner right now, in my opinion, on uh, representing the community that we represent on this show is sitting right next to me. Yes. And uh, we're really happy to have her. Rachel Rollins uh, running for Welcome. district Welcome. attorney Welcome. of Suffolk County. Welcome.
4: Yes, thank you, Mike and Judy, very much really excited to be here beautiful
2: you already see the uh, uh Judy and I are on uh, uh, already staking our claim today before we even got <laughs> to talk to you well
5: right? I'm
4: I'm I'm going to be persuasive but I love that we're starting with an A plus right I have only down to go
3: good maybe. good well you know I I I know that there are uh, other women females mm-hmm. in in the race so you know this is why I don't want to say well who I'm supporting right now mm-hmm. cuz I know that Linda Champion is also in the race yep. and um I know that you are a front runner, Mm -hmm. and uh, you're very forceful, and I like that, and um, just tell us what your platform is. Again, I know you've been here before, but I wasn't here. So first of all, Mike and Judy, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about
4: this. Um, I'm running because I think you need experience, leadership, and perspective to do this job, and I believe I'm the only candidate that has um, all three in spades very candidly so with respect to experience I've literally seen the criminal justice system from every angle I've been a lawyer for 21 years a prosecutor for seven of those criminal defense attorney I have been a civil rights lawyer that has sued the police before with the lawyers committee for civil rights and as a federal prosecutor in the civil rights unit um, but I also have siblings that have been incarcerated so uh, Governor Patrick appointed me to the Judicial Nominating Commission. I've selected judges uh, up to hand to the governor where he, out of the three we will hand to him, he will say it's this one that I'm gonna put on. So literally, appointed judges, prosecuted cases, defended cases, civil rights matters, represented the police, sued the police, and has siblings that have cycled in and out. Um, With respect to leadership, I'm a fighter. Right, And you need that in this role. You need you someone do. with a backbone. You need somebody who is gregarious and outgoing but yes. has no problem holding people accountable. accountable. Mm-hmm. And that is a proven leader, not yes. somebody who's like, give me a shot you know, to do this. This is not the job you learn on the job. So with respect to leadership, under Governor Patrick, I was the first female general counsel in the history of the MBTA and Massport. So not a lawyer there, the lawyer there. So I oversaw over 150 people, many of them lawyers, six different departments. A lot of people don't know, guys, the DA's office, 275 employees, $20 million budget, 34,000 cases a year. I wanna repeat that. 275 employees, $20 million budget, 34,000 cases a year. There are people in this race that have supervised one aid there are people in this race that have supervised seventeen youth workers, none of them lawyers, right. people that have supervised 15 people all of them lawyers. So of those 275 people at the DA's office 150 of them are lawyers and 125 of them are paraprofessionals. I've supervised large groups of lawyers and paraprofessionals before and no one even comes close to my management experience. And we need a manager now, because there's a new criminal justice reform bill that was just passed. Yes. So if you've never implemented policy, like legislative policy is really great on a wall somewhere, but unless you have internal policies to have them trickle down into your
3: staff. Now, let me uh, interject, if you will. Mm Uh, what separates you from, let's say, the uh, guy, yeah. other guy, sure. and we'll not name him yeah, yeah, yeah. in that? Lord uh, Voldemort, who yes, shall not be named right now. Yes, against. because he okay. did not yeah. sign on to the criminal yeah, reform bill. No. Police so, money. N- yeah. yes, Mr. Yeah. Nor, Poli- we'll call nor, him Mr. Police Money. Yes, exactly. nor did he show up to the Greater Boston mm-hmm. Interfaith uh, Organization's uh, debate. Yeah. So what I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you that separates. And
4: that separate- was the
2: debate that wanted yes or no
4: answers on policy, But also absolutely. gave us a minute to clarify at the end. So yes. it's not like it was simply yes or no and then we get up. He he didn't show up. And I was there yeah. so I can
3: speak to that yeah. debate. And so I, was I. <laughs> yeah, I. Yes, and I, I watched you yeah. and I love the way that you handled yourself. Yeah. And I just want you to speak to folks who are already on that bandwagon because sure. I've seen lots of signs yeah. in our community. Yeah. And I'm wondering if these same parents who are advocating for this guy who shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. to be the DA, do they realize that their ch- children's lives are in this guy's hand oh, who yeah. is not about criminal justice reform, sure. he's about law and order, mm-hmm. he's not about ref- reform, he's not about uh, empathy in any way, shape, or form?
4: Yeah, so, so I, don't, I don't, don't. yes of course I will. It's very funny, you know, we have a president that is sort of an extrovert and his behavior is very, is, is, is blatant, yes. right? This candidate is not blatant. He yes. presents well,
5: he's, he's
4: mild-mannered, you know, he has pictures of like, you know, I love it when other candidates have like hired black people to put on their websites and yes. all of their, you know, materials. I got a call from a meet, somebody in the media that said, you know, we're, ta- we're doing a story on Greg because Greg, you know, had a black guy that slept on his couch for a couple weeks. Oh, and wow. I'm like, okay. You know I'm a black person that owns a couch that I sleep on. Are you writing a story about me? But we talk anyway. about your family? Yeah, too, exactly. you
2: have a very compelling family. Yes, story. we will.
4: But the difference is between between me and that individual is that person's 37 years old. I'm not an ageist, but they've been a lawyer for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that JNC, the Judicial Nominating Commission mm-hmm. I was telling you about, you can't even be a judge unless you've been a lawyer for 10 years. DAs are extremely more powerful than judges. Yes. So I just think... Yeah, you know, he seems nice enough, but I will say he has only ever worked under Dan Conley. That's it. And so the status quo And that's not good. And and if if the if the system is working really if you like what Dan has done, Whoa. I can guarantee you you probably haven't touched the criminal justice system. Or you live in West Roxbury. Under or a the, rock somewhere exactly.
3: and none of your friends and yeah, family have, have touched, touched the it. justice
4: system. So I think for me the difference is is that he voted no, he would have voted against this criminal justice reform bill. Yes. He has very little if any management skills. He's been the chief of the gang unit for less than two years and that's fifteen people. Wow. And the DA's office has 275 people. So, and by the way, he didn't report up to Dan. He was a mid-level manager. There was somebody he reported up to and then up to Dan. I reported to the CEO and the board of directors. So it's a real... The DA does not report to anyone but the voters, guys. So from what you're telling me, and, and there's no contest between you and this guy. If you're really looking at our qualifications, yes. if this were a job application and an interview. And it an is, and it is. But the problem is, is that the voters, every voter is the decision maker, and some of them don't know what the job entails. That's why I love saying... Two hundred and seventy-five employees, twenty million dollar budget,
3: thirty-four thousand cases.
4: The a cases
2: numbers. And,
3: and also, critically, people need to understand that the DA literally has your life mm-hmm. and your death in her hands. You're right. Can you ex- expound Rachel, on that, please, So we Rachel. make
4: decisions, guys. So the police arrest, and they bring the the person to you know court. They they show up, and the DA decides whether or not they're gonna be charged with any crimes or not. Mm -hmm. So if you were arrested, which I hope you never are, and we, um, I I made that assumption, all right. Anyways, and we rejected anything the police were saying and said we're not gonna charge you with anything, you would not have a criminal record for that arrest, right? Because your criminal record attaches after your arraignment. So we decide what you're charged with. If we overcharge you, we then, we know for a fact that 95% of cases end up pleading, pleading out, out yeah. and so what, what, what is routinely happening with prosecutors is we overcharge you with 15 things, let's say, or seven things, and then we say, you know what, Mike, we're gonna knock off five of these, just plead to these two, you can be out of here, you know, or you can do six months or, or even a year.
2: When, for me, it was cannabis, of yeah. course, possession, uh, continue without a finding, Yeah, and you're not guilty, but that's, you know, what they do, you oh, just take of course, take a plea. and then you
4: have a quarry. And then right? you have a Corey and a that did to-
2: it did harm me. I mean, this was, you Know a while ago, and why I was so adamant about cannabis reform. Yeah. We have a uh, phone number, and it did harm me uh, career wise, but I'm doing great now, thank God. And I've, you know, very lucky I know not everyone is so fortunate. Uh, we hear from people 617 903 uh, 7464 is our phone number. Uh, we have someone on the phone. Who's on the phone?
3: Hey, uh,
5: they,
2: they just hung up. oh, we lost well, you. Okay, well, good. This is why I, I, I had wanted to go into uh, go the, the family aspect because you brought your family here today, sure. Rachel. Um, And I've heard some of your story, too, about your sister. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. Can you tell us about, you know, your daughter is here right now. My daughter is here. She's like a a great athlete, My
4: wonderful seven-time All-American national champion hurdler daughter who I adore. Congratulations, young lady. Yes, Peyton Peyton Rollins, who is a rising ninth grader. Um, So, yeah, I brought her. But I'm also, so I'm, I'm. Really fortunate to have an amazing daughter, and uh, my ex husband, her dad, is a wonderful father. But I'm also the guardian of two of my nieces uh, who are sitting out in the other room, and it's mostly due to the opioid crisis. So I have a sibling that is currently in recovery, and we are so I know firsthand, right, the collateral um, effects Mm -hmm. of the opioid crisis, the ripple effects, Mm -hmm. right? So although my sister is struggling as a result of her coming into contact with the system DCF was involved and so I got a phone call one day that literally changed my life to say your nieces are gonna go into DCF custody and I said of course not no and I've had them for three years and they are the best thing that's ever happened to me but I will say this with my Harvard Business School and my Georgetown Law and Northeastern and all these degrees and all these jobs and all these awards I know what it feels like to have oversight in my life so it's not probation. It's not parole. I'm not trying to pretend that right. I understand that. Right. But when DCF, not one office, but two, one for each niece, mm-hmm. feels like they can call and enter my home at any time and I have to, you know, confirm things and they, I have to, you know, quarterly foster care reviews yes, your life is not your own your life is not your own mm-hmm. they are on you know sadly when children are in the system with dcf and they're removed they're considered homeless yes even though they have a home and i do everything i can to give them a home um they they're on they i have dta in my life so they're on school vouchers and school lunch so there's a lot of oversight in my life
3: i will bring that empathy to so work so co- connect that to the um opioid crisis that we're seeing right here in sure. Boston, because yeah. every time I visit my daughter who lives in the South End, I drive by, I drive by and, and it them. breaks as a, as a medical assistant mm-hmm. and as a mom and everything, you know, just I, it breaks my heart to yeah. see someone who could be my, my brother, my sister, my mom, my yeah. dad. Your friend. Yeah. Friend. So what happens, I think. How would s- you handle that as a DA? Yeah, yeah. Don't mean so I believe
4: first and foremost, I, I have to say out loud that we, this has always been a health issue, the opioid crisis. I don't think it was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when it was overwhelmingly black um, individuals on crack cocaine or heroin. It was criminalized, similar to cannabis, right? And now that the 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 demographic of who is the, the addict right, has shifted yes. a bit,
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, now we are seeing it as the health crisis it always was. has been. So, Let's start with that, and why I say that, guys, is those type of conversations have to be said out loud in order for communities to start looking and saying, wait a minute, if your DA just said that, maybe she gets it, right? And this, guys, I want to make sure your viewership and readership hears this, or listenership, whatever.
3: Both, (laughs) Um, both, (laughs) right, is that
4: the biggest community that's impacted by the criminal justice system is poor people. Yes. So there's a hell of a lot of white, poor people who oh, sure. aren't being treated well either. And the second most is people of color. Yes. Now we know there's a lot of people of color that are also poor, Yes, but I don't want you to think that this is Wakanda and I'm only talking about people of Absolutely color here, right? Absolutely not. So we ha- by the way, I love Black Panther. I thought it was a great movie. Every heard, demographic right? is affected Every by this. Every demographic is affected by this. So with respect to the opioid crisis, what I want to do is stop criminalizing addiction stop criminalizing poverty and stop criminalizing mental illness. These are societal problems. I don't believe that you should be detoxing and rehabbing in the Suffolk County House of Corrections on no. Nashua Street. Mm-mm. I think you should be at BMC yes. or a facility that is better adequately equipped suited and absolutely to handle your health yes. issues. Yes. Um what we are doing is arresting criminalizing. Our and criminalizing these things. So what I will be doing mm-hmm. is not diverting the way that like you or I got a quaff, you know, 28 years ago, which still stays on your oh, record. Which, believe me and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be saying no. This person's mental, I mean, not in a stigmatic way, but this person is suffering from a mental illness. They need assistance. They don't need a sentence mm-hmm. or a quarry. Mm-hmm. So we will reject that Mr. or Mrs. Police Officer. Let's get them to McLean or mm-hmm. let's get them, um, if they're on Mass health mm-hmm. some counseling or whatever services they need. Um, and the same thing with the opioid crisis. And then I'm smart enough to know mm-hmm. I need health experts in my life. So that they can walk me through what these individuals actually need.
3: Now, will you actually uh, have the leverage or the autonomy to then have a uh, uh, a specific body delegated to handling these cases? I per do. Say? That's
4: a great question. Yeah, because so, I
3: know in other states they yes. They, so
4: ahead. I so the autonomy is really important for your for your people to understand. The DAs, the 11 DAs in the Commonwealth, report to no one but the voters. So a U.S. attorney Andy Lelling in Massachusetts, we have one U.S. attorney. He is my former colleague, Andy Lelling. Reports up to Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who reports up to President Trump. So if U.S. Attorney Lelling started changing policies, mm-hmm. he'd be removed immediately. There'd be an acting U.S. attorney, and then we'd move on with our good. Date. Good to know. Could with you repeat me, that, please? Because yes. people need to understand that
3: you would have the power to do that. I have. I have the power
4: to to set policy, change policy, charge cases, or not charge them. As your next district attorney or anyone that's successful on September 4th, and I hope that's me, we can, um, we can unilaterally decide we are no longer gonna charge certain cases. So that's what's happening right now, uh, Judy, in Philadelphia. Yes. So we have Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, we have Kim Fox in Cook County, Chicago, mm-hmm. we have Wesley Bell in, in um, St. Louis, which is Ferguson. Yeah, I read about those. Oh my goodness, beautiful. I'm getting goosebumps. Yes, I beautiful. Am. So my point is, is we have new progressive, reform-minded DAs and state's attorneys that are saying, we are ending mass incarceration. Beautiful. You guys, jail should be for people that are violent and we send them there too long, right? We need to send them there for less amounts of time and we need to do more with them when they're there. Currently, we aren't doing enough. So right now, I look at it and I say, I wanna stop criminalizing mental illness, addiction, and poverty. Meaning, when I see a police report that says, Rachel Rollins appeared high on heroin, was you know nodding out, we went to shake her, she became aggressive and they charged me with resisting arrest mm-hmm. or assault and battery on a police officer no what what that was was you startling somebody and administering narcan hopefully and then living let them go on or give them information about where they can get help but we're not going to criminalize the fact that they were engaged in that question That's like
2: cash bail reform yeah, too right exactly you, uh, what, what does that mean because i so, hear that
4: term used a excellent lot. question so so realize that bail is only will you come back that's Mm -hmm. all bail is said about it's not about are you dangerous and what they look at is if you have like 75 defaults and have fled the country 50 times they might say all right listen you're a flight risk we know you're not coming back but also if it's a non-violent crime and you live in like the bushes three streets from here why are we holding you like even me when i got
2: pinched for the cannabis it's like I'm obviously coming back, Right. I don't, I mean, I'm not like some fugitive, and they still made me post like 25 bucks or whatever yeah. stupid amount yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: But you have to realize, guys, there are some people that don't even have $25. Absolutely. And so Mike, you need to understand if that happened in, in debtor's prison, mm-hmm. if that happened in Suffolk County and you didn't have $25, you would be in the you weekend I, That
2: would have been all weekend. Like yes. it would have been. And uh, do
4: you, And here's the cost benefit analysis, guys. It would have cost it's fifty something thousand dollars a year to hold someone in Na- in Nashua Street or Suffolk yes. County House of Correction versus twenty five dollars for that day. So it's like no It doesn't why? make sense it, it does doesn't. not make sense for
2: taxpayers for taxpayers no. for Republicans.
4: Even for Republicans, like right? It doesn't make sense. So with sense. cash bail, what I wanna do is I wanna hold you because you're dangerous, right? right. So I wanna make sure that the only and if we know for a fact whatever you're charged with, you would never go to jail, you would never do a,
3: a day in,
2: in jail, in jail. there's no sense.
4: reason for us to have that a bail so on That makes so much
2: sense.
3: Now, one more question sure. for me, and this pertaining to the opioid epidemic, and you started to yep. talk a little bit about this, where uh, folks in Dorchester, we, um, a couple of summers ago, I had some friends witness this um, overdose, mm-hmm. and uh, a few people wanted to have uh, Junior on their programs to talk about it, he refused. And one of the things know. that uh, they didn't uh, appreciate, which you, re- you you mentioned, is that when they or their families and friends were um, being locked up and, and, and criminalized over the um, crack epidemic, sure. there was nothing there. Sure. So is this included in the heroin package? Now, if you see someone who is abusing, say, crack, or mm-hmm. have had a history of drug abuse in general does that also apply or or is this just relegated to the opioid epidemic as i'm no, trying to say No i think that's say. a
4: great point right it's not just opioids okay. it's addiction yes and so opioids is what we're seeing every day mm-hmm. or we think we're seeing Yes. because there's a lot that needs to be said about you're an expert in this this is the world this is the world you live in mm-hmm. i'm not I- i'm going to be honest i do have a sibling that i've seen i don't know the difference between when somebody is 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 on heroin right. or suboxone yeah math, yeah so Who know. Would know. right a so there things. we need what i'm so excited about with my candidacy is i am a firm believer in training i'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in not just once a year i want continued training great right. as we, and i want experts coming in to talk to us training used to be all right mike here's a binder and three dvds go in there for six hours and watch them. And you're really on your phone, it's playing, you're not paying. I want engaged training. This is an honorable job, you guys. It's a really important job. We have the ability to take away people's liberty, which is terrifying. I want people trained. I want to make sure my ADAs spend a day in jail. I want them to know what it feels like to how slow and hard it is to get the process. And the the mild inconveniences they feel in those seven or eight hours, I want to look at them at the end and say that's a granule of sand compared to somebody who's serving natural life without the possibility of parole or even 18 months. Because we throw around numbers, guys. Oh, yeah, it's just 18 months. It's someone's life. I'm sorry. I'm mad when I'm sitting in traffic for seven minutes that I'm late for my day. 18 months is a long time. So I'm proud not only to have over 60 endorsements from state, local, and, and um, national organizations, five organizations from behind the wall have supported me. MCI Norfolk, MCI Shirley, and they were like, oh, you know, I don't know if you're gonna put it up. I said, yes, we are. Beautiful. And I went out and I visited those young men and some older, women. more distinct, distinguished men. Okay. I've only seen uh, men, I saw a couple women in the uh, South Bay. Okay. but. I list them right on my endorsements because mm-hmm. guess what, they know more about the criminal justice yes, system they have to live than it. over 75% of the people in the, in the DA's office. So I look at all of this and we have an opportunity guys to change. I really believe the leading candidate with respect... I will only say leading with respect to money raised. Yes. Not with respect to right. endorsements, not with respect He's to community. He's leading in police
2: support, too. And absolutely right. We
4: know that. Yeah, and, and the that's police, horrible. The police don't want change. The police love that, that that candidate, Greg Henning, is saying, nope, we think it's perfectly fine that when an officer is involved in an officer-involved shooting, that the very DA's office that works with the police every day is gonna keep that investigation. It's biased, and I am one of very few candidates that have said, or candidates in the race that have said, nope, we're removing that from the office. That
3: was going to be my next question. Should
2: they have a separate commission, like even with Boston police? Like, that that came up with uh, Tito Jackson's campaign. About having like a, you know, a review board, yes, a, review a citizens
4: review board. Rev- rev- should that be Boston? Police so, should
2: be, they be under that? So
4: what they have right now is the, the mayor Walsh has a co-op of three individuals that oversee, but they have no they, that oversee any excessive force, um, you know, uh, officer-involved shooting, those type of matters. They have no uh, no authority, no, no power, no, no power. power. They don't have no subpoena, subpoena power. None. They get to make a recommendation, and that's to, it. Has and no then teeth. The, yeah, and then the, the, the commissioner can say, like, yeah, no thanks. And do whatever he wants and anyway. And do whatever he wants after that. What I want, and I'm the only candidate that has said this, I don't want to pitch an officer-involved shooting to Middlesex County or to some one special prosecutor that I do. I want there to be a group, and I am a coalition builder for sure. Like I'm Appointed
3: a, or elected?
4: No, I want to appoint a group of... Former prosecutors, criminal defense attorneys, retired judges, retired law enforcement, civil rights lawyers, women and people of color will be involved in this group, um, old and young, and they are going to investigate and report directly to me. Because remember, I don't try cases. The DA does not try cases. She sets policies. Do they yes. have subpoena
2: power too? They
4: will, so they will have the power to uh, full power to investigate what it is that, that happened in that um in that officer-involved shooting, I plan on giving them subpoena, the same power that we would have as the DA's office, I'm gonna give right here. They will be people that I've appointed, Beautiful. um, but I wanna make sure it's not skewed exclusively to prosecution. I want good criminal defense lawyers on there, civil rights lawyers, retired judges, and retired police officers, or law enforcement. And they will do an investigation report to me. And then if I disagree, Mm -hmm. then I will appoint somebody to go to grand jury and and charge that case against the police officer. But what we are going to start for sure is some real walls and separation between our office and investigating the police because we're Mm co-joined. We we operate too closely. And I will say I think those are – other very large distinctions I have with Greg Henning is he thinks it's working perfectly fine. Thank you very much. It took him five times to answer a question about racial disparities in the office at Hibernian Hall. The, the crowd was erupting. And I just think it's very entitled for him to believe he doesn't have to show up. Yeah, you know, I I'm I'm I believe I am the only candidate that showed up to every single forum. There were other candidates that didn't show up and irrespective of what the reason is, I had a death in my family. My cousin overdosed and died I'm in South sorry. Carolina the morning of our forum at Suffolk County House of Corrections. My condolences. I went and I appreciate that. But this is real. Yes. Like I have touched. It's life and death. This, it's life and death. Yes. And I feel like we can't be cavalier No about we cannot that. be. And I believe we are. And I don't want somebody who read the new Jim Crow or listens to like The Roots and thinks that they understand our culture I think we need somebody who has a lived experience in this role, and not only do I have that, I am also supremely qualified to do the job.
2: I, uh, talk about you talked about some of the uh, endorsements. Boston Globe is obviously huge. Sean Ooh, King is huge. Yes, yes. Some yes, of yes. the other folks in, in Incarcerated are huge. But yep. MCI Sean...
4: Norfolk and and Shirley, four four um, wonderful organizations at MCI Shirley, and Sean King has been a game changer for wow. us. Wow. So real justice pack endorsed Larry Krasner, endorsed Kim Fox, endorsed Wesley Bell, all of those progressive, wonderful states attorneys and DAs. I am so humbled that they came here, looked at candidates, vetted like through the people they know in the Boston area and selected me. And they we are we are all the better for it. I I would not be where I am right now without the help of Sean King and the Real Justice Pack, Spencer. Our field organiza- organization is amazing. And then for me, if you look on the back of this picture, this is my family. Okay, So I'm the daughter of a second-generation Irish-American man who's a Vietnam vet, wow. former corrections officer, nice, wow. 40 years in Boston Public Schools, and a first-generation yeah. mom from Barbados.
3: Oh, awesome. so, so we have to understand. Stop right? it! Yeah, Stop yeah, it! So, so okay, yes, okay. Yeah. I told you. So, wait a minute. So, I want you. I heard oh, that you mentioned um, lawyers' committee. Yeah, I love Ivan. I oh, mess I, his name I, up all the time. Espinosa Madrigal. Yeah. Yes, he's amazing. So, what's your relationship? Because they, they people should know what they do. Oh my they God. fight Guys, for the community. Shout out to the lawyers' committee for yes. civil rights
4: and the ACLU, who Rasan Hall and Ivan are two like pillars in the community so what the lawyers committee for civil rights does and what they did back when i was a lawyer at bingham mccutcheon is they stand up for race um and national origin uh based discrimination and i was involved in a very large lawsuit that unfortunately is still going against the boston police for disparities against black primarily um and or like Latino um, or African police officers, um, and we I was the first lawyer on the case. I actually got a call about six months ago because it's moved its way up. And please talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, from the MCAD to federal court and then up to the First Circuit and back down, and I had to file an affidavit. But these are cases where police officers either believe there were two cases I was involved in. One as an assistant U.S. attorney where black and brown police officers believe they were being disciplined at a higher rate than their white counterparts. So it's very similar to the sort of school-to-prison pipeline, mm-hmm. right? In that they were like, look, I don't mind if I made a mistake being held to task that's fine mm-hmm. but what you're not going to do is penalize me four times more than like Seamus O'Flanagan right. yes. who did the same thing mm-hmm. and so for me you know we looked into that pattern in practice at the U.S. Attorney's Office the case I had was a hair testing case where um what happens is if you test positive for you are randomly drug test if you test positive you have to show back up within 24 hours and um present a sample to, to make sure that, you know, there wasn't a false positive. Well, there were all these police officers, many of whom said, we've never done drugs before in our lives, that were testing positive mm-hmm. as a result of the way that black hair versus white hair, the, the Retains chemicals. Retains chemicals. And, at, you know, it was a very interesting case with, like, expert witnesses. It was massive. Um, and so I was involved in that. And what was wonderful was... I still have a very healthy respect for law enforcement. I have uncles on my dad's Irish side, um, state police, 35 years, local police, you know, all of them are veterans, super respect. But when people cross the line, they make it bad for everyone else, right? And so I am fascinated by this thing I think about all the time. I think law enforcement and communities of color suffer from the same problem with the media we only ever see white police officers on TV shooting unarmed black sure. men running things. away, mm-hmm. and we only see like large black or Latino men committing violent crimes sure. on TV. Never shown when in a good point, light. We, we know the overwhelming majority of law enforcement Man and women good are good people yes. that do a job every Absolutely. day that is make the dangerous. News. And it doesn't make the news. Mm-hmm. Risk their lives. our lives yeah. every day. So I, I see these officers at Teen Empowerment mm-hmm. on their days oh, yes. off, yes. not getting paid for that. The media's not there, no. right? The I only s-
2: time they're there is when an officer gets killed. Exactly. I mean, that, that's yeah. when they're finally yeah. there. And that,
4: yeah. that sparks that. another fire the yes. other
2: way, right? It's, so it's for true. me,
4: it just, you guys, we can be better than this.
3: What will you do as DA to build a better relationship between, between law enforcement yeah. and respective communities. Absolutely. All around. Yeah. Not just the black Not community, just the black but just a better everywhere. relationship it's, it's, all around. It, and it's probably specifically the, worst in Boston, the black though. community.
4: Yeah. You know? Well, let me tell you. So, the Washington, uh, Washington Post, uh, I don't know if it was the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post, I know it was one of a D.C. Uh, affiliate of one of those two, just had this amazing. Um, article less than two weeks ago saying that there's a thousand unsolved homicides in math That's in boston right. mm-hmm. and if you are white your clearance rate in a homicide is over 90 yes. percent and if you're black it's under 40. yes so what i'm going to do guys and this is why i think it's my superpower is like a, an, a, a biracial person absolutely fluent in white irish male i love to say that because yeah. my dad is you can you can mansplain oh, i'm, I'm yeah. mansplaining you'd be fine everything in my family <laughs> yeah but my parents married 48 years um, you know, I I believe we need to start having some hard conversations. Yes. And I can do. I think you can have a hard conversation without being disagreeable and be respectful. And you can be respectful. Absolutely. And so that is something I am very fortunate to have had many of as a lawyer, as a manager. I have hired tens and tens of, or if not hundreds of people, fired people, and I think you can even fire someone, of course, with dignity and respect, Yes. and we can disagree, but I don't have to be disagreeable with Mm -hmm. you, and we can think of creative solutions about what your next step is going to be, and I think those skills are mandatory for this job, because it is an overwhelmingly male, Mm -hmm. um, male, like, sort of field, law enforcement is, yes, and it is also... Um, you need somebody with a backbone, mm-hmm. because there are going to be times where I say, Mayor Walsh, respectfully, That's I disagree.
5: Right. That's right. When
4: you tell the community, you know, if you guys are going to do this no-snitching thing mm-hmm. and you're not going to come forward, then we can't help right. you. When, Mayor Walsh, the blue code of silence happens every day with law enforcement. Right. They are notorious for not speaking out against That's each right. Other. right. When we have a president that calls somebody who's, who testified a rat, yes, um, when we have a co- communities that have completely lost faith in the system, we have not had one, but two drug lab scandals in Massachusetts. Right. We have any number of scandals with our state police. Oh yes. And so when we have black and brown no and poor trust. people watching TV and seeing state troopers get to resign with Scandal. dignity, with pensions. get their pensions, and go to Florida to wait,
3: Wow. Uh, wait, you know what I mean? Yeah. When
4: we have relatives All of us, I'm sure, that in Charlestown or elsewhere stole $25 or something out of CVS and have a quarry right now. Of course. And can't get a job and can't get housing. That's the person you need to have these conversations. And I firmly believe, because I've sat with these people in 19 different forums, there's no one else that can have that conversation this way but me. I agree. I think that
2: you're making the case so strongly, and I can't agree more. And that's why I'm all about supporting you in the primary on Tuesday. People need to vote on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, say the city, So Boston. let me say it's
4: Boston, the 22 neighborhoods in Boston, all of Chelsea, all of Winthrop, all of Revere. So we have three days, guys, September 4th, Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. You have to get out and vote. I hope you're going to vote for me, Rachel Rollins. I am Globe-endorsed, over 65 people Places and Things have endorsed our campaign. Tito, talk about Tito. Yes, Tito Tito Jackson. So Tito Jackson is, first of all, amazing. Um, Not only is he endorsing me, he is bringing me around and door knocking with me. He's my body person, like he's my yeah. hype man. Right. Man, yeah, fantastic. He's, good, I, he's amazing. Wow. He's my flavor
3: flavor. The first time I, I saw him, now. he was jump roping uh, at one of Iana Presley's okay. events. Isn't he? Crazy? With the kids. Yeah. Yes, I know. I, I was there just late. Florida. No. I fell in love with him then. I, did. And I was
0: like,
4: dude, yep. you rock. So Bernie Sanders' yep. Boston affiliate oh, has our endorsed Revolution? Our Revolution Boston just endorsed me. Move on has endorsed me. Democracy for America. Oh, you're you're really endorsed. You guys, we are we I have centered Sonia Chang-Diaz and Senator William Brownsberger. So these are the pillars of this criminal That's justice right. reform bill on the That's Senate right. side. They have both interviewed me harder than anyone else has. They know the other people in the race. Some right. of them are elected officials with that person. We, we have their support in our campaign. We have three. Lydia Edwards, Kim Janey, and Andrea Campbell Impressive. on the Boston City Council. President Campbell have all endorsed my campaign. Four city councilors in Chelsea. Five MCI, Norfolk, and Shirley organizations. Shout out to Fuquan, Derek Washington, Achilles. um, Let me think of who else we have. Oh, Elamine, of course, we can't forget you. But these men are living every day as a result of the broken criminal justice system we have. And don't forget to mention Mamleo. Oh,
3: Mamleo, La- Detective Larry, Ellic- Larry Ellison, yes. Ellison is my guy, yeah? Oh, yeah. And, and he's when very I, supportive. Yes, and I, when I saw that, I thought, okay, well, let, let me pay attention yes. to this Yes, thank what you, is Rachel.
4: is far. Massachusetts Association of Minority Law Enforcement Officers. Awesome. And I also have the support of the president, um, not the organization, but the president of Yego, which is Latino Law Enforcement Group, um, shout out to Izzy. So we have, listen, and the, the Cape Verdean, um, the Cape Verdean uh, Police Association, I have met with them. They have not endorsed, but I have lots of support and fanfare within the BPD because it is a lonely place to be an officer of color. Yes. It is. Yes. Just like it's a lonely place to be a prosecutor of color. Yes, And I chose, because I believe our federal government and our, our law enforcement, they work for us too. So there's people in this race that love to say, oh, I was the first in and I never worked for the government. Okay, here's my point. My tax dollars pay for this government. I believe we change things from the inside because we have great people on the criminal defense bar. I wanna make sure we're changing policy and that's what the DA does. So I wanna hold Sheriff Tompkins accountable right. when he's taking money from ICE, by the way. and having an intragovernmental agreement where he's getting money and beds from ICE. I want to talk to Sheriff Tompkins about making sure that he continues the wonderful work he's doing for the young men and women that are there at Suffolk County House of Corrections to get training, to get actual job skills, because as we've said, 95% of people that go in to jail come out Absolutely. and return to us, and if they are more violent, more angry, more and less skilled Not and that. more broken right. they're just gonna they're gonna yeah. be a recidivist and go right back in
2: i think we have a phone call uh, is that call still there we're, we're almost out of time so it's got to be real quick uh, we no, lost was, it Oh uh, right. no i was Oh, you oh, tell okay. me time's up. I thought yeah, you were yeah, telling yeah, me yeah, a phone call. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. So, yeah, I guess we, we're wrapping it up. Uh, Tom yeah. is uh, actually back there producing. I'm going to put my glasses on.
4: I
3: love <laughs> it. He's working hard. So, so for people who have not heard you, yeah. and I, this is my first time being up close and yeah. hearing your story, and yeah. I'm impressed. I yeah. hope so. So for folks who haven't heard you, and they're just now tuning in yeah. to the Young Jerks on yeah. WEMF and radio. And it's Rachel
2: Rollins, yes. Suffolk yes. District Attorney. She's running for And I want to make sure we uh, got Donna good just left a comment. He's basically gone saying the same thing, vote Rachel Rollins, Suffolk District Attorney 2018. She'll hold uh, folks accountable. That's on our Facebook Live. He's a great guy. He's been on the show. He's running for yeah. office. He's a youth, uh, youth worker in
4: Boston. Tell them why they should vote for you. You should vote for me guy. because let me tell you something. We can change the system. We can absolutely change the system. It's happening across the country. We are the birthplace of this nation. We have a troubled And stained history of racism and discrimination. We know that, but we're better than this, Boston. We have an opportunity to put a qualified integrity-ridden person, an impartial person into this position. I will work my fingers to the bone like I have done in every single job I've had. There is a reason why everyone is supporting this campaign. It's because we work harder than everyone, we are smarter, we are better, we are more qualified. And what I want you to do is go to our website, Rollins4DA, that's R-O-L-L-I-N-S, the number four, D-A dot com, and look us up. Get involved. We have raised an incredible amount of money. I love how diverse our group is. I have my 89-year-old Aunt Rita, 19-year-old Annie on our team. We have black, white, we have able-bodied, and not, we have... People from Australia that work, wear pineapple jackets all the way down to people from Barbados and my family, my dad, you know, we have everyone that's coming together because they know we can change the system, guys. It is broken and we need to fix it. Read the Globe endorsement dynamic leader the best choice that's what they're saying about me i'm honored but i'm i i want to say i agree with them as well thank you so much rachel <laughs> rollins you. all right guys thank rollins you so much for
2: da.com yes. that's
4: right vote september 4th double r Roy rock roy rogers rick ross rolls royce rachel rollins wow
2: rollins the number four da and you can also find that on her on twitter Rollins for da the number four rollins for da and on facebook too uh just follow Share the post, like the post, send some money, spend some time
6: helping. Make you sure can. you
3: go to the polls come yeah, Tuesday, man. That's the, big, man. That's the most gotta important vote. thing. we
6: got to vote. No Show up to you the are. polls.
3: You know, give your friends a ride. Remind them that Tuesday's voting day yep. if they don't remember. And if, check your grandma and if she I doesn't. She, if you have friends in Boston, yeah. call
2: them and tell them who to vote for. Yeah, yeah like this is Because I'm telling you, I do this all the time to my friends. Well, now they ask me, to, who should I vote for? Well, yeah. And I tell them, and uh, you should uh, – if you don't know who to vote for, reach out to your friends who are, are informed. Good way to do it. We got to go. Again, Boston I
4: Chelsea Winthrop Revere. Boston Chelsea Winthrop Revere. Rachel, Rollins. Rachel Rollins. 4D Rollins, Rollins. Rollins Rollins RR r and we it.
2: wish you the best. Uh, I always with
4: the Thank you, guys. That's right. Our next district <laughs> right.
2: attorney. Thank I am so I'm, I'm hoping. Oh, I really am.
4: Really I am impressed. I am too. And I like Mike too, could, <laughs> could, We'll see. You. I hope to see him on November sixth. Oh, for, for sure. sure. All
5: right.
2: And uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're still uh gonna be live. We're gonna take a quick break and come in Wait, with from, another right? candidate I'm in about Jamaica. ten minutes.
3: so
2: it's stepfather's from Morelli, running for state senate is coming in. So we're gonna
1: Continue it. Stick around. Before I became a patient of Temescal Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live
0: pain-free. Temescal Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief.
1: I just called the number on their website, and a Temescal Wellness specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite string, they recommended a low-dose
0: edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temescal Wellness from seed to display apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry.
1: Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products
0: I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Temesco Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of life. Listen back to
1: Penny W. <laughs>
7: has views, opinions, and conclusions that of the individuals involved and not necessarily those of WEMF radio as a whole.
0: WEMF Presented by the Sound Museum Let right me swing here. this one around yeah.
7: for you and see if this <laughs> one's working. Right. That one sounds like it is. Yeah. That should be good here. There's always one that's better. Right. Much better. You, you Much hear better. Yep. You should hear yourself a little bit. Uh yep.
6: Perfect.
1: I just called the number on their website, and a Temescal Wellness Specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low-dose edible that's helped
0: with sustained symptom relief testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temescal Wellness from scene to display, and we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry.
1: Temescal Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely
0: on. Visit ma.temescalwellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Mescal Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of
2: life. We're back live. We're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. My name is Mike Crawford. We just had Rachel Rollins in, running for District Attorney of Suffolk County. She's a Democrat. She's one of the front runners. She may win uh, yeah. Tuesday. We hope she. Die. I hope she does. Uh, she's got the Young Jerks endorsement at this point. <laughs> we're gonna go through some uh, endorsements. People have been asking us who we're endorsing. They want a list. I, I just said we'd kind of go through it today. Uh, we definitely endorse Brianna Wu against Stephen Lynch. Uh, we picked Hammer Time, Sam Hammer, over Jason Lewis, definitely. For sure. Yep, for sure. Uh, We're picking Ayana Presley,
5: hands down, for Congress.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Rollins in the Democratic primary for Suffolk County DA. You heard yes, that? Yes, yes. Uh, we got some others. Uh, Chigun, definitely. Yes. Wu, yes, 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 definitely for state rep. For sure. Uh, John Santiago. Who else? Oh. Yeah uh nika did we say about her
3: nika delgado nika. Yes, yes yes we're picking her over yes. jeffrey sanchez oh, totally
2: another endorsement uh, a lot of women were endorsing uh i don't know how we're gonna go in governor or lieutenant governor i like jimmy tingle but i'm not sure yet uh, right mm-hmm. he's a friend of the you know friend yeah. fr- a friend uh but there's some other races too if you if you have any uh, i like juana mateus <clears throat> as well for congress over dan Coe. uh i also like laurie trahan in that race too so the, you can call those endorsements if you want. What mm-hmm. about Over S- Dan Coe.
7: Secretary of State. And not, not
2: that I don't like Dan Coe, but I just don't like all the contributions he's got. It just sets a <laughs> bad precedent in my mind already yeah, so, right so from the beginning. Who go are ahead. you
3: betting on, Galvin or, or Zaykum?
2: I don't know yet. It's, okay. getting it's a tough one. Okay. I was for Zaykum early, came on the show, and then I found out about some of the you mm-hmm. know, dark money for education. It kind of – I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to go on that. Okay. I don't like Zaykum as much as I did earlier, but – He's still kind of the the vote for change, so maybe I don't know. he's young, I like young people winning i uh, I don't know yet. Where are you at?
3: I haven't decided
7: did you see their head to head um numbers? No, where they were both on um the like the debate Yes no, I didn't no. I no. saw that, and after that i'm I'm leaning galvin really really yes. really yes really. I like to hear more of what people are trying to do and what they're gonna do and less of attacking that person yeah,
5: I I
2: idea that. Idea that. yes but so there's also uh being in the office for too long maybe it's some time for something that that, that's a problem that that's one of the reasons i like to see change a lot mm-hmm. in these offices i think it's good for our democracy it's yes. good to bring uh new generations in absolutely so those are some reasons i do like zakem but uh Right. I hear you. Some things uh, Galvin has actually done well, even though there's a lot I don't like about him, too. Uh, you can call in 617 903 7464 if you want to weigh in on any of this. We also have a candidate for office. Uh, he's not, uh, well, he is on the primary ballot. I don't think he has an I opponent. I
6: have an opponent.
2: Oh, there we go. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> let's introduce you. You're, you're running uh, for state senate as a Democrat. You don't have a primary opponent, but you will be on the ballot. It will be, yes. And uh, hopefully you'll win that yeah, from ballot. if
6: I lose the blanks, then it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty and you, bad. And <laughs> you're
2: running for state <laughs> senate against a Republican <laughs> in the general election who is uh, the sitting state senator. Yep. Uh, your name is Tim.
6: Tom Morali. Tom,
2: I read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Tom Morali. Did I say that? Morale. Morali, Morali. Morali. See, I got it wrong. Tomato Morali. Tomato, tomato, Morali. It's Morali. Morali. See, I get every name wrong. But this it is, happens. This sounds like it should, Morali. It's not that hard. Yeah,
6: uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, you know, it's, people have been pronouncing my last name wrong my entire life. I'm pretty used to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my great grandma from Italy was adamant that it was Morali. So. That's what it is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
2: you're going with. I, that's usually how it's decided, yeah, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Nope.
6: It
7: helps <laughs> when you get the phone calls the v- and you know it's uh, someone trying to sell you something right away because they can't say your name. Like, oh, I always don't get like. Mandile, Mandalay no, or the, something the, like that.
6: The weirdest <laughs> pronunciation of <laughs> my last nope, name I ever good. got was where there was someone that for some reason was intent, and my last name was Morales. <laughs> 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 I just said, where did the S come from? You know. <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> so how's
2: that one? 617-903-7464. nine zero three seven four six four. I'm just picturing something, someone who's like, like Latino. I don't know, just it's right. like they just because that sounds like a yeah, Morales. Right? We know yeah, a lot of Moraleses. Yeah, right. yeah and so um, they
6: added an S. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Like <laughs> well, I said, well, some it. spicy yeah. <laughs> with an S.
2: <laughs> so what, you know, Tom, why are you running for state well, senate?
6: You know, I'm a, I'm a public employee in the the little town of Mendon, Central Mass i uh, lived there my whole life. I used to work in Congressman Richard Neal's office, um, also the economic development chair in town, and as someone who's lived there my entire life, I just feel that there's local issues that aren't being advocated for right now. Uh, it's really, the path to running started a few years ago when Menden had an override vote uh, because of our education system. Uh, it was underfunded and we, we needed more funding, so, I went out organizing alumni in town to come out and vote in favor of it. Through that process, I realized that like so many other communities in Massachusetts, the problem was bigger than just that town. There's a a problem with our education funding as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, Towns all over the state are are underfunded. And really, I I think that no matter what zip code you live in, you should have access to a quality public education. And no matter what zip code you live in, uh, that. We should aspire to a better public education for everyone.
2: Where do you know. stand on like the, the school choice, the charter
6: school well, look, debate? I, I, I think I understand why someone might make that choice, but I I personally think that we should invest in our public schools first. Right. Um, I agree with you. as well. You know, there's there's ways we can actually innovate in education without draining our public schools of resources, and there, we're doing that in the Blackstone Valley right now. Actually, we're trying to create a consortium of all the local school districts so that, let's say that one school, high school, has an auto mechanic program. You can actually take that class there as someone from another school district without mm-hmm. actually leaving the school district. Excellent. And so that's that's kind of the direction I see education going in the state, and that's, that's what I'm pushing for. But overall, I, I think that we need to um, increase the resources for our public schools, not privatize them.
2: That sounds good to me. I'm, I'm already, Absolutely. I got on board. Let, let's ask about the cannabis issue because that's a big one, even on the state level. Yep. Because um, implementation has always been an issue on the medical. And now we're seeing, you know, we thought we had a great law. <laughs> we thought we thought. voted in a great law. Thought. And then uh, the state house decided that they knew better and they rewrote the law mm. and made it slightly less better. But it's still probably one of the best laws out in there the in the books in the country so far. Yep. Could be better, but, you know, it's pretty good. But now we're running the same old issue, implementation, and it's, again, about big money coming in uh, from out of state and controlling the market and shutting out the little guys and shutting out people of color and shutting out the people who actually uh, fought for the law. Right. Um, and, and one of the issues is, uh, you know, the cities and towns are shaken down uh, the small guys for big fees. Um, so there's a question, number one, would you uh, support of stopping that and, and capping it at 3% is the is the fee for five years which was in the law but the commissioners aren't holding the cities and towns and the, and the uh, rich applicants to that and they're basically monopolizing it through uh, fees on the city and town level um, so we're wondering if you would uh, support stopping that you know and asking the commissioners to stop that but also I want to ask because in California, they're you know voted on the same time, but they're, they're they've been further along on the implementation. But they're also running into problems that I think we're going to see here, where the tax is too high. The the state uh, increased the tax, and the tax is going to be too high, and the cost is going to be too much to open, and the black market will continue to rage because the prices are so much lower. Would you also look at reducing the tax? I, I definitely, if
6: it came to that? I, I'm on board with looking into. Uh, Capping it at three percent when it comes to a host agreement, I, I think that that was the original idea. Um, I, I think it's still with that three percent. I, I think it's definitely viable for towns that need funding. I, I think it's that's still a lot of money. Right, right. And th- I think the most important thing I- here is you you give local communities control over how they want to implement it. But the thing is, I think it's still a viable option at three percent, and we have to look at. Um, changing the law to go back to that <coughs> revisit that. Um, I think it's important because like you said you're seeing sorry my, my, my headphones like you said you're seeing um, some towns really 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 stretching that host agreement for as far as they can mm-hmm. um, and, and that was not the original idea. You know, the Boston
2: Globe found that ev- like uh, Dan Adams <coughs> they reviewed all the ones that have been reviewed so far or that have gone through the certain process with the state and like every single one was over the 3% they were over the five years and like like one of our friends add up a new report the mayor was like yeah well three percent sounds good but like uh forever you know not five years and this is what people are saying <laughs> wow. you know running into is wow. that it just if, if you don't agree to the ever exorbitant ever over you know three percent five years then you have no
3: chance so you just excluded from the industry yeah
6: right yeah um, but i mean I'm, I'm i'm down for the original idea of three percent i, like I think that. it's a uh, I think it's definitely something the legislature needs to revisit. Um, and I understand you know there's lots of communities that could use the money right. Um, and that's why I think the there's a failure uh, on the legislature's end to actually provide adequate funding for these things so that they have to rely upon this. but I, I would say that it's still at three percent very good things for, for communities that are struggling for funding.
2: Cool. We, we, well, I want to answer the, the second part of that, too, but we have a phone call. Let's see who's on the phone if they have a question. Hey,
8: Mike, it's Grant. How are you doing?
5: Good. How you doing, Grant? <laughs>
8: Listen, I have a question for the candidate on the topic you guys were just talking about because I heard him mention that he wanted the legislature to rewrite the law. But my question is, so Senator Jalen and Rep. Mark Cusack, who were the co-chairs of the Cannabis Committee, have actually said that they don't want to rewrite the law as they felt it was clear as written, and that any potential rewrite to the law could undermine its validity in the eyes of the court. In that regard, do you think the towns that have charged more than 3% on their community host agreements will see those agreements invalidated in front of the court?
6: Um, I, I I don't think so. I think it's uh, pretty clear that was the law's original intent, and uh, I think it's, it needs to be revisited.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Grant. I think it's possible, but you never know. You know, a lot of these cases get tossed (laughs) out, and unfortunately, I think that's the only shot. Like that's the only way it's going to change, unless these commissioners change their mind, or it happens at the state house, which is a long process too.
7: They've we've allowed it to the 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 percentage to be like weaponized. You know, like if you want more than three percent. Have another dispensary come in. Keep, right. Keep multiplying. That, by that's three. what they, you, should you, right, they should be doing. They should be expanding the market and then but they'll actually get more. And they're like, no, this and, you know. So
6: Right. And, and like I like I said, I still think that the host agreement is, is pretty uh good for, for these towns that yep. need funding.
2: Grant, one more question for you. <laughs> go ahead. Would you want to go to our party on Tuesday night? Can you I know you have medical issues. Would you be able to come down Tuesday?
8: Oh, if I can get out, I will absolutely be there. I'll talk to my caregiver, my in-home caregiver, and see if I can get a ride down.
2: All right. You're in the running. We haven't decided yet, but, I mean, the show's almost over. We only had, like, really one good question call so far. I I have
7: another. I got a question, too. All right. So, thank Anything you want to leave us (laughs) with, Grant, before
2: you go?
8: Oh, no, I just wanted to say, as always, Mike, thank you. I I think that what's happening with the host agreements is indeed a form of sort of semi-legalized corruption. And I also wanted to point out one of the commissioners, as you know, Commissioner Doyle, used to work at KP Law, which right. represents 50% of the municipalities in this state. Right. Wow. And if the oversight process for hiring commissioners didn't catch that, that also should be looked at. Right,
2: and wow. KP Law is the one who's been asking for this. They've been wow. pushing all this stuff. They're, they're the ones telling the towns and wow. cities to go hard last Conflict yeah. of
3: interest people, hello. Seems like it. <laughs> we nah, need to, nah. Someone nah, needs to listen. look into that. Maybe yes. Dan Adams will look into yes. it more. come on, Dan, do your job.
2: He's done a good job. Good okay, right well, with.
3: let's get on this, yeah. please, because this is just a... Uh, 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 extortion.
2: Thank you for the phone call, Grant. Thank
3: you. Thank you, Mike.
2: Talk to you soon. Uh, we, Steven, you said you had a question. What do you yeah. got? Yeah. Well, well actually, um, I, w- I want to ask. Do you mind if I haven't finished code? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On the tax. Tax has been increased. If, it, if we find out the tax, the state tax is too high, would you be open to reducing that tax to compete with the black market?
6: Well, I, I think that first I'd like to see uh, us revisit the millionaire's tax, because right now we have a, a real... Drain in revenue in this state um and unfortunately the court ruled that that putting that on the ballot was unconstitutional so i'd like to see revenue coming in from different sources before i'd I'd revisit that the the tax on on cannabis
7: so yeah so i i um reached out to you (laughs) and asked about um having uh tom early on and that's because this this is from you know from my district where i'll be voting um and there's a lot of things that are uh, similar but different issues going on out in the smaller communities out in um, you know Worcester County which is still a, a um, huge county the second most veterans in the county yeah. um, that's right so and even even I have school-aged daughters of five and a seven-year-old and one of the schools got closed and now there's like it's causing a problem at my kids school because now we can not even go into the parking lot to drop kids Older off why, why was it closed funding Wow um, yeah so you know that education's huge for for uh, me and my district and we, we were saying with the uh building the public schools is, what are the is towns important. down there that are in this district too, so right? there's 13 yes.
6: and a half of them there's milford hopedale menden where i'm from bellingham blackstone millville uxbridge half of northbridge for some reason um sutton <laughs> uh douglas webster oxford dudley and southbridge how would i do <laughs> okay. I think yeah. it'd be good. Was it's pretty much
7: all the towns that border the northern Rhode Island border. Right. No, yeah, Atalboro, yeah, almost. Northern right. That's, that's yeah. the yeah. Western yep. eastern border. Yeah. Right. yeah.
6: It's called the Western Norfolk District, but the only town in Norfolk County is actually Bellingham.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. But hey, uh,
6: you know, that's how they come up with the names.
7: So, yeah, you know, the I had reached out to both of um, my representatives from my county had one, uh, help, you know, try to at least acknowledge me, asking for help. The other one did not, and that is who uh, Tom is running against. The Senator
2: Ryan Fatman never Ryan got Fatton. back Fatton. to
7: you. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't sit down and talk to me. I think least, he was
2: campaigned against everything we've ever done on right, cannabis right. too. So,
7: but he's um, you know, it's gonna he's he's incumbent. It's gonna take a lot to, to knock get knock out. out. Luckily, we've got time. Right. <laughs> but like, I'm with Tom because if he didn't, if, if someone didn't tell me he was running, I was gonna run. I was gonna get on the ballot.
5: Good for you. But
7: mm-hmm. now I'm backing somebody, so yes. I don't have to do that. Right. Awesome. I'm championing him because he's, you know, we've got all the same same ideas. Um, but being the, the the you know coming from the the people, the working class, you know, he needs the those those donations. Any little bit hau- uh, counts. Um, Go to the um, That's the number like four. <laughs> if you like what he's hearing, if you like what he's hearing, go to the website. Uh, donations, everything, yard signs. Um, you know, we can we can have a big impact on on things in our county and what's going on out there.
3: Well, I see that um, you're the only candidate that is uh, have a water quality issue on, on
7: right your, your yeah, brochure. Flyer.
3: Yeah, on your flyer. Can you talk about that? For yeah, a well,
6: um, it's interesting. <coughs> uh, unfortunately, Southern Worcester County has seen <laughs> several water quality issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of aging mill towns. The water infrastructure hasn't been updated in years. So, right. For instance, Webster, I've gone to people's houses uh, and they've showed me their laundry is stained. No, rust yeah, colored. I know that <laughs> water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot
2: of the water like that can be like that around here. Yeah, it's not yeah. properly treated with the freight pipes. right? Yeah, Bold absolutely. Pipes. And and
6: then on top of that there's a particularly bad issue in Uxbridge. Um, this actually made the cover of Worcester Magazine. Um, there's a, a site where they actually dumped soil from contaminated sites like the Wynn Casino. On top of a drinking water act Wow. Yep. And it was completely legal because of a loophole in the law. Um, basically, because they said they were reusing the soil, it was a farm, and they said they were going to reuse it. It's soil importation, not soil dumping. From
2: Everett? From that Everett site? Yeah, yeah. Wow. To wow. Uxbridge.
6: And All the way to my town. Where wow. uh, the because, new casino's Because opening. it's under a different uh, category it's under different regulations and so they it was completely legal to do it and i see that as a problem i see that you know there's people drinking that water um and don't Frankly, don't, you should be able to turn on your tap and know what be you're a, getting. A,
2: an issue in the governor's race. I mean, that's. Absolutely, I didn't know that was going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Like this site in Everett, where they built this new casino, it was the Wind Casino. Now it's the Encore Casino because right. of the problems <laughs> of <Steve laughs> with the wind. Yes, yes. But it's your in name. an Everett location that was like a toxic waste dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes. And they, the, one of the benefits for Wind to open this casino at this spot is that they were going to remediate and fix this toxic mm-hmm. waste dump and use it for something. Yeah. yeah they're and passing it around. And now we find out they're dumping it. In another <laughs> Yeah, town, they're sharing it. Right, which is just—I uh, never heard. Yeah, and it's, that. Not
6: only, yeah. it's literally right on top of an aquifer. That's crazy. Wow. That's the craziest part about all, all this. And frankly, this has been going on for years. People have brought this to the senators' attention, and there hasn't been an amendment filed to close the loophole. Senator Fatman doesn't care. I—I I, I mean, not about Ooh. this issue. Seems like a big issue. Is the local media yeah, I covering would think so. Is the it's local lo- media covering this down there? Um, uh, yes, yes. Look, yeah. it's on the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. It made the cover of Worcester Magazine. Um, I'm actually happy to be bringing this issue to Boston's attention. Good, right? Right, right. It
2: kind of is
3: for me. Yeah, because again, you know, I'm from the healthcare field, and part of what you're—I need you to address—is the the next thing is the healthcare. And you uh, support having uh, single-payer health care. Absolutely. And you, you know that our governor does not support that. Our current governor does no, not does support not. that. So if you're supporting this and our current governor doesn't support this, how how are you expecting to pass? get this passed?
6: Well, I, I think it's a, a matter of getting the legislature on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we really need to advocate for what the benefits are. I mean, we have some of the highest health care costs in the country here in Massachusetts. We also have some of the best hospitals. Absolutely. But when people can't access that type of care um, to the degree they should, it's not really, uh, it doesn't really out. matter, right? Right, right. right. Uh, So I think right now y- you have to look at a way to keep these costs under control. And I think the best way to do that is to cut out the middleman and really go towards a single payer system. I, there's an economist that testified in front of the legislature a few years ago that found that every community in Massachusetts could save a million dollars a year if like they they move to a single payer system. Wow.
3: Well, the folks on the other side, and I just had this conversation with a young woman um, who uh, explained to me that the single payer is not so good because one size doesn't fit all. So, how how do you combat that issue?
6: Well, I'd say look at what we're having right now. What we have right now is. A, really you're paying more for less cov- less and less coverage uh, and that happens it's been happening no matter what your plan is um, I think that we have to have some room for supplemental plans but overall I think that really you should be able to go to the doctor get treated and not have medical bills that bankrupt you
3: and well that one sounds of her, good to me well yep. one of her pushback was well what about the folks who live in the Berkshires who can afford health care why would they need single-payer health care? Why should they vote for single-payer health care? That's what her pushback was to me.
6: Well, like I said, there's all, you have to leave room for supplemental plans, but yeah. there needs to be a basic level of health care coverage. Agreed. And that's that's really... That's what we're looking for. If you, like I said, if you want to purchase an additional plan to mm-hmm. supplement your own, we're, we're going to allow for that. Beautiful. But it's, it's really about making sure that there's a basic level of care that everybody in the yes. state of Massachusetts is entitled to. Agreed. We kind of yes. pay
2: for it all anyway, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we do. No no tax- what, it's it's Hello? You, you this already or that? look
6: at how much taxpayer money is going to health insurance exactly. companies, and it, it's a sizable amount. Um, it's immoral,
3: actually, when, mm-hmm. when you look at the, the, the quality, right, a lack right. of quality of care that we actually receive for and, those dollars.
6: And, you know, insurance is just a transference of risk, right? Yes. Um, and what we did with o- Obamacare is we increased the risk pool. Mm-hmm. Um, which it was, was insurance a, which reform, is good, right? right? Yeah, which is a good first step, um, I think. But <coughs> But the problem is that I, I think it's clear the health insurance companies don't want to cover... Everybody. certain people right and that it, certain it's ailments it's too costly so they're trying to find ways to price people out of that, the the risk pool mm-hmm. uh and so what we need to do is we need to, to have um the state take on that risk yes um for ca- especially for catastrophic cases i agree so Beautiful. hallelujah 617
2: yes. <laughs> is our phone number if you want to call in uh we're the young jerks we're on WEMF radio uh, we're speaking to Tom. I want to make sure I said the name right.
6: Morello, Morello, Morelli, <laughs> Tom Morello. I was going to say Morella. No. I was going <laughs> to say Morella. No. Even no. after we had gone <laughs> it's through really the <laughs> at like no. you know, the, the end of his and yeah. and Play <laughs> like mo- guitar, but not like him. <laughs> and guys, um, let's
3: take a moment and reflect on uh, Senator uh, McCain. Yes. Yeah, his yep. funeral was today. Yep. Um, he was a really close friend with uh, Senator John Kerry. And so, you know, I don't hold a lot of the bias that a lot of folks do. I know he's, you know, not perfect. He voted some horrible things and what have you. But... Uh, We were going to respect the man and his service. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to say um, our condolences to his family. I Definitely, too, you know,
5: uh,
2: when you hear about what he went through. Oh, yeah. uh, That he chose to stay. Yes. Like, he could, after he chose to stay, they beat him every day for, like, hours, hours, broke bones. He he couldn't even walk. Like, he walked like this for the rest of his life because People that wouldn't even
7: last five seconds of what he went through, have the nerve Even if to you go don't along like, and, like, yeah. call him a coward. It's Even like,
2: if you don't like all the politics and all <laughs> the right. other yeah. things, just that, that human aside. story, right. you should just uh, kind of relate to that. Yeah. Right. yeah. And he chose to stay there because he was someone who uh, had a father who was well-connected politically, and yes. that's why he was probably mm-hmm. getting released earlier than yes. everyone else. Yes. And he said, nah, no, I'm not going until no everyone else. special treatment for me. His grandfather, too. Absolutely.
3: His grandfather
7: and his father. Yes. So, he so. could have
3: had special treatment. Mm-hmm.
7: I gotta, you got to respect that.
3: And one more thing that he did that impressed me was the Obamacare vote when oh, uh, this administration up. wanted to yep. just get rid of it altogether without a, a plan or for replacement. That right. right. should have been in the he hospital. Sho- yes, <laughs> God, Yeah, he showed no. up, and he was...
7: And, he, and I, I and loved his showmanship. And it wasn't, easy, and it wasn't no, easy, too, he, he,
2: showed he off made on a lot of people upset yes. about
6: Lots that. of enemies. I think, uh, uh, well, um, the other huge thing is uh campaign finance reform Yes, that was that was his that, that bill was his, was his. Yes. and that is you know to, to push that from either party mm-hmm. uh to the degree he did i think takes a, a lot of political courage yes. and yes. honestly you know he's
3: will you take that on if elected oh
6: uh, i mean i've taken a pledge to not accept dark money okay. organizations helping help? me um i mean because in my district actually dark money has been a huge problem with the mass fiscal alliance sending 11 hour mailers out at the end of just about every election <laughs> for, for this seat for oh, the uh wow.
2: se- current senator i'm sure wow. i'm sure they love him we have a phone call we'll take yep. it who's on the phone idolo feeney
6: hey idolo from
2: worcester hi
6: i right, see you
8: say your first name again idolo like loaf for bread idolo
3: yeah. <laughs>
8: hi idolo right. how are you Good. good. Listen, um, so I'm not in Tom's district, but I'm very close. Um, But I used to do a lot of like immigration work um, in in the Massachusetts State House. Um, And I know Senator Fatman is one of the most anti-immigrant senators that we have in Massachusetts. So I just kind of wanted to have you speak on that. Um, And you know, like what type of policies do you support Tom um, to combat that? And we've seen the press Conferences that he's done with sheriffs um, that are anti-immigrant. So, if yeah. you just can speak on that.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I think that. Well, first of all, I want to preface this by I've been endorsed by Massachusetts' largest police union, uh, the Mass Coalition of Police. Um, I think, in large part, because of my position on this. And that is that I don't think local police should be enforcing federal immigration law. Good. I think Kudos. that is a uh, that is something I I believe, in, except in the case of violent criminals, right. which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody is arguing. No. But he has unfortunately succumbed to national right wing talking points on this Trump issue. Talk. Yes. Trump talk. Yes. Well, he had a press conference a few months ago. Terrible what he said. Clown um, talk. A, f- a few months ago in Milford with sheriff. Hodgson from Bristol County. Oh, he's the worst. He, well, <laughs> Sheriff Hodgson was there and a representative from a hate group, the Center for oh, Immigration wow. Studies. Who was the representative from the hate group? Uh, you know? Sarah Vaughn is her name. Wow. Um, and there, the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center has labeled them a hate group. What mm. What group is she with? they're called the Center for Immigration Studies it's a very wow. innocent sounding name
3: it does it not yeah. and, repeat that name off so, off so
6: folks Center yes. for Immigration Studies but the Southern Poverty Law Center has considered them a hate group oh, we've wow. seen them popping uh,
2: up we know some of the other ones that's why I was wondering if it was any yeah, of the yeah, other yeah, jokes well, we know uh, right. but I'm sure they're all friends but, with But he like, he, yeah.
6: he, he put Ooh. an amendment in the budget to kind oh. of uh, increase the amount of time that police are to hold so, uh, someone for a detainer um Brought forth by ice, and he so said he said that the the Center for Immigration Studies helped him write the amendment. Wow! Wow! So yeah. he's got
2: to, Let's get this right. State Senator Ryan Fatman has been working <laughs> with a hate group that the Southern Law Poverty yep. Center. Does he realize that they're a hate group at this point? Or is uh,
6: this- well, I was actually I, I stopped by that press conference and someone um, who is a- opposed to hit that issue opposed post to him on this issue actually brought up the fact he was there with someone from a hate group. What did he say? How he said she served her country. Wow. Um,
2: which I, I'm sure Hitler did too. I mean, well, but hey, well, wow. I just, I just, you know, you know I'll give wow. him the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps that, he so. didn't know they're a hate
6: group, but um, I, I think you should at least vet the people who are helping write right. their amendments a little more. Crazy. Um, and on top of that, he, this is an issue that he. Uh, ha- has talked about for a while, back when he was a state rep, he actually, someone brought up the fact that if someone has a crime committed against them, they might be afraid to go forward to the police. Women. Yeah, yeah. he he specifically said, uh, when someone asked, so oh, let's say a woman is raped, they might be afraid to come forward to the police to report the crime that was committed to them. He said they should be afraid. What? Oh, what yeah. a joker. This is yep. a creep. This is a so real uh, joker. I just, Patton I think it's, ugh. you know, we have to have a, a human stance on this. Uh, Like I said, I don't think that it's the place for local police to enforce federal laws when it comes Mm -hmm. to immigration. I think they agree with that, um, only in the case of violent criminals.
2: And Grant Smith has uh, commented, too. He said they are a hate group indeed. He's got a link (laughs) to the (laughs) rightwingwatch.org on the organization. (coughs) (coughs) Center for Immigration Studies. That is crazy. So,
3: so if this guy is in Menden having a hate group right policy for him, someone like me is not welcome there, right? So I should. No, be- you're welcome. Oh, yeah. okay. absolutely. You're welcome
7: by everybody there. Just, okay. Just okay. The I just Stop think them, it's important. I think seat. people. Sh- okay. it,
3: it's important that okay. people know who,
6: mm-hmm. is, who helps write his amendments. Wow. Right. So scary. That
3: no. scary. That is scary. So cool.
6: yeah, and uh, like I said, I don't think that's where the soul of the <laughs> Western Norfolk District is. No. Uh, a few um a few important historical events uxbridge was where the first woman voter was Mm -hmm. she was actually uh took over to vote during a town meeting back in the 1700s because her husband was ill and couldn't vote in the town meeting to allow her to vote um mendon was where the 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 uh Basis for the Declaration of Independence came from the and wow. results. There's several moments in abolitionist history that took place that's there. Awesome. So I, I think that that's not where the soul of the right. district is, and wow. that's it shows important. That it's got a history in that time, and uh-huh. I think it's important that we we kind of go back to that. Right, exactly. And vote Tom. <laughs> that sounds Maroli. like America. How, there's
2: always there's always two sides of this. To me, it's so obvious which is the right side of history. We have another phone call. Who's on the phone?
1: Oh, it's Cheryl Madoni. How are you? Hi, Hi How are uh, you? Hi, guys. Hi, Judy. Long time no see. Oh, yeah, Judy and yeah. I were together
7: all day all today. Day, all
3: day. Not enough
7: time. Doing bad stuff. Not
3: enough time. Oh, absolutely. Never
7: enough time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, too spicy. I,
3: yeah, it was spicy. I,
1: <laughs> I was reading online um, that Tom supports uh, nurses in safe staffing limits. In
3: question one, um, I think I read that somewhere, and I wanted oh. to ask his opinion on question one, and if that's true, and if so, I thank him.
6: <laughs> I, I fully support it. I've actually gotten the Mass Nurses Association's endorsement, nice, um, because I just think it's it's common sense. Yeah, I mean, right. well, thank it you. I'm a nurse, uh, and that
3: means a lot to us. Well, politicians, thank support. you.
6: Well, uh, and you know, I, I think it's an important, I think it's an important question. And I, I urge everyone to vote yes on it. Yes, absolutely excellent well, back here thank you awesome.
3: so we I'm going to tell you. all we my nursing friends to vote for you yes
2: yes Excellent. yes, yes. well
3: thanks guys I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. run I'll let you do your, your thanks <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you yes. nurses only <laughs> thank you
6: you're very welcome take it easy bye have a good one
3: Tom Moroli, right yeah Maroli. it's actually Morale
6: Morale Morale Moroli. Morale Morale everybody you know
5: it's
2: funny like I you don't even know what you need to know how to say it right. You just have to vote for it, right? Yeah,
6: exactly. Just look yeah. at on the ballot the one that starts with the M, not the F. You know. <laughs> just, just think about Rolls. Don't do the fat up. guy. Yeah, we're gonna roll it out.
5: 903 7464
2: is our phone number. We're speaking a candidate for uh, state senate, Tom Moroli. Uh, he's running against uh, an incumbent
7: Republican. Who'll you have on if he wanted to come on, right? If he yes. wants to come on, he can totally. come on. He can come totally. on, but <laughs> if,
2: you think he will? Nah, nah.
7: Hey, nah. you can get grilled over cannabis. If you, if you really believe what you're talking about, it shouldn't yes. matter where you go. Absolutely.
6: I right. kind of doubt it. You, you should be go to right. I'd, I'd love to. He didn't I'd answer I'd your love, email. I'd True. love to debate him on this show, actually. Right. If wow. Yeah, Yeah. let me ask you that. Do you
2: expect that he'll debate you? Like, is there any kind of Uh, worry uh, that Oh, there's
6: one coming. There is a scheduled debate coming up in October in Milford, but I'm willing to debate him as many other times as he'd like to. You
3: heard it here first on WEMF, the Young Jerks. Yes, yes.
7: (laughs) 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 Right, right. Yes. The duel. Call us and (laughs) let (laughs) us know, (laughs)
3: Fat Man.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Is that his uh, name,
3: right, Fat Man?
7: Wow.
2: So another big issue that's big around here, uh, besides the cost of living and health care, you know, is transportation.
6: Coming. Absolutely. Uh,
2: just the, the amount of traffic, like even on a Saturday when I'm trying to get here to the right, show, it's right. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The amount of time we spend in traffic around here. What are your solutions? And, and one of the big things that uh, one of the transportation people that uh, I speak to is kind of pushing. He doesn't think, you know, there's not much support at the state house, but you never know because it's working in London. Um, it's talking about congestion pricing and and charging people extra money, to be driving at rush hour. Wow. Um, to charge you, uh, you know, big money if you're a downtown Boston in rush hour. Uh, what do you think about that? Would you support that? Uh, and if not, what are the kind of the solutions?
6: I, well, look, uh, I don't think that's a, I don't see that as a very viable thing. I mean, especially given where you're, you might be stuck in traffic to the point where you're, <laughs> you know you're getting charged exorbitant amounts of money for just being on the road and being stuck in boston traffic but rather i would like to expand and improve our public transportation in the state especially out where i live is essentially a public transit desert yes there are no you can look there's no regional transit authority in the blackstone valley um there's no real bus lines there's no way for someone to get to the commuter rail um unless they have a car and and that's something i see as a huge issue i think a connected commonwealth is uh, economically viable absolutely. commonwealth. I think a connected commonwealth is a healthier commonwealth. A healthier yeah. commonwealth. A commonwealth. You can open up so much opportunity yep. um, and I, I think that's something we should do. Is less traffic,
3: less congestion right. and, and it saves our air quality from from absolutely yeah, so absolutely it's and, and it's
6: just a uh, uh, you know I talk to people at their door all the time um, and if they say you know it would be awesome if a bus went right by here absolutely <laughs> and, and yeah. that's, that's something I hear all the time and it's, it's an issue I think that flies under uh, a lot of people's radar um, unless they really think about the possibilities and well
3: cons- considering that they, uh, the current administration is talking about raising the, the transportation fees and the, the transportation has not improved in the well, last the par- 25
6: even the, years even the parking lot prices and, well, they, 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 out, right? about, they talk about they talk about the yeah. lack of ridership Privatized. The lack of ridership when it comes to something like the WRTA, but the problem is you haven't, you haven't actually brought it to people. Right, that, that, that's the thing. If you don't actually have the ability to use it, of course the ridership's going to be down. So, mm. I, I think that we should make it. Uh, a convenient option and then it will be used so that that's what
3: I see here that you're a, a union member I, I am totally support of the unions and you know over the years uh the union has been diminished uh uh really really yeah. um a, a lot and so uh wh- what will you do in your capacity to help support unions become stronger for the low income families that started out the union who have been kicked out of the union what will you do to support
6: that well I I support unionization um, of any industry I'm a member of laborers 272 I think it's clear that wages have stagnated since the 80s since um, union membership has declined and I think it's also clear that um, we've seen uh, I think it's also clear that that we've seen an uptick in support for unions around the country for this very issue and this is an excellent conversation with Labor Day right around the corner. Absolutely, this is why I brought it up. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely support people unionizing. I think it's still the best way to fight for middle class interests. I mean, look, my grandfather uh, worked in a factory in Hopedale. He was in the union. My my father was a teamster. Um, The whole reason I am able to live The existence I am and actually run for office is due to the fights of the labor movement. Right. So I absolutely support that going into. Uh, the current time in the future as well. we'll yeah, assume. because
3: again, there's, there's, I believe there's not enough access and not enough education going to the inner cities about that um, whole process and the opportunities that lie with the right, union. Right, right. And so they've been given a skewed view of the union uh, uh, in consistency with how they're treated when they join the union. So can you speak to that a little bit for me?
6: Well, I, I think the, uh, I, th- I think we have to do a better job at. Uh, I mean, I think unions actually have to do a better job at making themselves available to people in different workplaces than they are now. I think, especially now with that terrible Supreme Court ruling, yes. Uh, I think that there really this should be a giant recruitment drive. Absolutely. Um, from uh, the standpoint of labor, as far as labor is concerned, people should be being sold what the benefits are. Um, when you're working a low income job mm-hmm. that doesn't have any benefits the the fact that you could fight for benefits and actually have people on, on your uh, on your side, b- on your side mm-hmm. to actually fight for those i mm-hmm. think is a huge thing. Well thank you. That people yeah. representing yeah. you. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. So many,
2: that's what so many employees don't have. Uh, it's so valuable. I know it is. I was a Teamster too. Um, you, you know your name, again, is Tom Maroli, which is so easy. We're going <laughs> to roll with it. Can we roll? Are we going to roll with it on November 6th? Yeah, yeah roll, November. <laughs> roll with yeah. it. Yeah, and, and that, you'll be on the ballot November 6th. Uh, we want you to come back. Will you come back on the yeah, show closer absolutely. to the election, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. I'll and, uh, back
6: close to the election.
2: Perfect. If you want to reach out to him for hey. any forums as well or you want to work on the campaign, it's Tom4MA, so it's the number four, Tom4MA at gmail.com. Um, You have a website too, right? And Facebook and all that? Oh, yes, I do. uh, It's tom4ma.com.
6: And he's got a phone number Yeah, I just want to say something too. Uh, This is a very, very grassroots campaign. Uh, When I started, it was about a blip. Um, Since then, I've knocked on over 18,000 doors. Wow. Um, We've gotten 88 people out to knock on doors one day in Milford. That's great. On a nice summer beach day. Uh, and we've gotten awesome. the endorsement, uh, several endorsements from around the state. Our Revolution, um, or Grey of Our Revolution, several unions. They, they uh, endorse you? Yep, yep. Oh, that's the great. Environmental League of Massachusetts, and it's just been growing and growing and growing. So I'd love for you to be part of this grassroots effort to take back a very important district from someone who I don't think represents Massachusetts values. Or, or someone that doesn't represent our district's nope. values. So the fact that you
2: wouldn't get back to Stephen just that that really gets on my craw. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't get that. That's crazy. We yep. you know we know all about you, Stephen.
7: And and the, you know me. And I wasn't just going in there. With the opioid issue and everything, you're, you're you know? a veteran. We, that, you're a veteran, that and our, he, he's okay with another
2: veteran apparently right, being
7: right. a or, uh, right. being a you, you know a hate speech person, a hate hate group yeah. person,
2: but right, he doesn't want to speak to
7: you, the peace loving right. veteran. And I'm in there, you know, talking about the opioid epidemic, which is still huge, even where you know in our There's nowhere in Massachusetts is not. Um, there was another overdose. For Kid I went to school with again this week. Wow. Um, it's it's still going hard out there, and I won't say which pharmacy or whatever, but it was in Milford, and I was asked, you know, I was getting my Narcan and, and saying I, you know, I was talking to the pharmacist and saying, you know, I think it should be free for everyone to yeah. get this, and they're like, no, then they'll be in here all the time getting. Wow. it. I'm like, who's they? She's like, the junkies. I'm like, that's terrible. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a terrible way to to be talking to someone. You know, what if. Someone I love is struggling it could, through it could, that. Like, it could be anyone or someone of just lost somebody, right? Or your well, or your every friend, every person, person that not look I, at this point. Yep.
6: I think that everybody knows, knows someone close who's right. been affected by this terrible, terrible, terrible disease, um, and I think that's exactly what it is. There's a disease. Yes. And the, the problem is, I hear all the time. Well, it's a choice, um, and mm-hmm. even if even if it was, you have to have the you have to have the tools to actually get out of that situation right. and when you there are no beds available or no long-term treatment programs available or you have no place to turn then how are you supposed to do that
3: right and and with this disease uh from a medical standpoint you can't fix it on your own and uh, no. i've 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 seen you know what it does to people firsthand and you can't fix your own fix it on your own one
7: of the first things it does is it isolates you and you seek that isolation more and more and that becomes just as deadly as the, you know, the devil you're dancing with with the medicine yeah. and or gambling or whatever yeah. the addiction is that yeah. starts to spiral out of control in you. Yeah. But like with the with the opioids, though, like people say that's a choice and it's like, may, no, like after three months, I mean, after uh, three weeks, it's not a choice anymore. Right. That stuff is latched on. And it's sending different and you signals didn't presci- through right. your brain. Well,
3: number one that no one's mentioned, you didn't prescribe it for yourself, Steve. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. You, I mean, and, exactly. You, and, you and I can speak to this, so can Mike. We both, we all suffer from The pain. crazy...
6: Uh, and it's prescribed by doctors. Yesterday, you know, is was uh, Overdose Awareness Day. Correct. Yep. And uh, they had uh, an event in Milford uh, for it. And they had this tree set up of portraits of people. And now mm-hmm. I'm tearing up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, of portraits of people who from the area who, who overdosed loved ones, you could bring your picture of your loved one. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is just how many pictures there were who I recognized, and wow. on top of that, how many people I knew would be up there, wow. but wow. their pictures weren't brought. And wow. I just, wow. it was. Uh,
2: the, yep, I must have some something to know people, but you didn't realize that it, they, you know, I can imagine. Because we don't know. We don't know all no. the people well, we being about. Some. They, these
7: people are being shamed so badly yeah. that. The, you know they don't put their things in the, the obituaries, obituaries because they yep. don't. Because they, they get people come up and do. tell them it's every their a, fault. It's, a, a it's, a, it's It's a, terrible. It,
6: it, is. Is. It, is, it is an epidemic. It really yep. is, and I think that, you know, like I said, you, the long term programs need to be there. That's yes. right. And you know what, like,
2: people are saved. Like I, that the problem with this issue is that so many people uh, don't come back from it, and it is kind of hopeless. But you know what. Some are, like Mm -hmm. whether it's alcohol, opiates, whatever drug it is. We know, I mean, my uncle has been saved. Like, you know, people do get off drugs and alcohol, but
3: you know what it usually takes?
2: Like 10, 15 times to go back, like to keep trying. That's That's usually what it takes. And that means we have to keep them alive so they can try 10 or 15 times. That's what it takes sometimes. And sometimes it only takes once for some people it takes two or three four five six seven times and, One that, size does not and if build. it all of a sudden works we save somebody's
7: life we saved a family member it's worth it that's it every day is an individual that that came from a man and a woman and you yes. know has parents Someone's is loved by someone right. um for in- two people who wouldn't be here myself and the another veteran i came in with they Ray said "Well, we wouldn't be here you know like w- opioids almost took both of us but you can it's possible you're it living, is living you're living proof right of it. right you know. we're living proof I, I, I talk to people that are also living proof I talk to people that are at every single stage of it and the whole uh, part of it is stop listening to what anyone has to say and do whatever it takes to get yourself better no matter what it is no matter if it's policy telling you not to or a doctor find another doctor yeah. you, if, if it's working for you and it's improving your quality of life
2: do it right if it's apparent oh, and that's or, why I
7: believe in, in safe injections facilities too Right. Where, where do you stand on those?
6: Well, I just I think that we need to push long-term treatment. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that subsidizing these facilities without making long-term treatment part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we do though? Because I right. think
2: that's pretty much what it is. It's the entry point. It's the entry right. point, so yeah, the entry point I, to I recovery.
6: There's a there's something to be said about. I, I think that if we were to implement this sort of policy, th- the only way I would be for it is if you kind of sign a relief saying okay now you're going into a treatment program that's the only way i would i would be in support of this because honestly there's just so many deaths in the, the milford area that it, it just i don't think i don't think it would help the issue to the, right. that degree and I, I like i said i want
2: but what if what if you saw science that showed it did help because i mean that's what people are starting to argue that there, there is science that, that's Fox showing it does help that it gets people to live longer and, and what they see every time when they go in there as a doctor or someone who is a health professional yes, saying, there's, hey, there's you per- may not be ready today, but these are, you know, they plant a seed yes. and they mm-hmm. give hope. And yes. I think when you automatically say it's got to be this way or no way, right. there is no way, you're, right. in the, you know, so are limiting. Thing
3: I may, may, if I may, um, is that, you know, instead of having these folks on the street and ODing in front of mm-hmm. whether it be anybody, kids, adults, you know, it, it's. Get them to a safe place where they have nurses to help them not kill themselves and I don't know if you know the numbers in Massachusetts mm-hmm. of all the overdose mm-hmm. yeah. but these numbers going are up. Y- these numbers are astronomical it's staggering
7: you give someone that comes into like a safe injection site you the first thing you're giving them back is dignity they're not having to find <coughs> a place dark and behind some building you know what I mean like yeah. and that's 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 an entry point that's a pathway to recovery is having a place to go where you're not going to get judged and looked at and you got to meet these requirements you come in there because you know what I I know this is safer they and, and they loop. care about the build a relationship yeah. You come yeah. into that yes. person And you find out Three days in a row you. And someone's like Hey good morning You know I noticed this about Yes and you're feeling better About
3: yourself that day And who yes. knows That may be the day That you you, you decide You know what I want right. to change And
7: you're not going to find that Behind some abandoned building No you're not And right.
3: it's a public safety issue People
2: So let's let the
7: candidate It's a answer. public safety <laughs> issue we're, we're, We've been uh, going yes. For both uh, All three of us right. Yes Let
2: him go Tom yes We're almost out of time
3: Alright You have the floor Tom
6: So yeah, so... Uh, what What
3: is this one?
2: We're talking about the safe injections. Oh, just talking still, about the safe injections. Well, yeah, yeah. Going well, on I guess, on like
6: about. I said, I, I'd like to... Uh, <laughs> it's hot in here. <laughs> it's hot in here, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd like to see more long-term treatment options before Ooh. we consider You're that. Because right up. now, I mean, yeah. right now we're at the point where there aren't even beds open around right. our area. That, that's the big issue. That is um, the big issue. We fact. have to tackle that first. Good point. That's That's what yeah. I'm looking at. And I think that we need to... In the short term, start mandating the health insurance companies cover this sort of long term treatment that they don't offer. I mean, three days of detox yeah. and then no. someone gets out. That's when most people overdose. Actually. Right, you go back like to you come back. Same up to right, the and eggs. so, I mean, the, the actual longer term treatment options need to be available, mm-hmm. especially yes. in my area. They have to I come agree. all the way to Boston. Right. In most right. Right. cases, that's yes. right. without, without public agree.
2: transportation. Where so we're we're there's more drugs, too. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And right, you know, Go to Boston Common, open drug market, go oh down yeah, to wow. the methadone line. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. Uh, Tom4Mass uh, is uh, the website. T O M, the number four, M A. Tom4MA, actually.com is the website. Tom4MA.com. Uh, you're running uh, for state senate again. Uh, vote Tom Morello for state senate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can Morale. do it. Morale. I'm in. <laughs> Mar- Mor- Morali. Oh, I said the name wrong. Yes. Oh, R- Morali. It's, it's hot Mar- in here. Morali. He Morali. Uh, yeah. Morello. Morello. Go, I, I like the roll. The roll. The roll <laughs> part. Morello. Roll Rolling up with Morello. Yeah. So we got it. Uh, Tom, you're oh, good luck. I mean, we yeah. definitely want to have you yeah. back in November. And I could screw up your name like five more times. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, so if Tom. you,
6: if I'm
2: yeah, wearing you to screw up my name as Marolo. many times as you want. Tom there's a rage against the Maroli, <laughs> Maroli. not Morello. Morello. <laughs> I get it. I'm kidding Tom <laughs>
6: Morello,
5: yeah.
2: Sid did a did Tom Morello.
5: Maybe, you
2: know, we should get Tom Morello down here to endorse Tom Morello. That would be awesome. Right, you know, that'll be awesome. Let's let's work on that.
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, we'll be Come back. Now. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we leave, we are out of here. We have uh, Monica Canning-Grant yes. coming up. She's yeah. got Bob yeah. Massey uh, and uh, someone else. She's got two big candidates coming up uh, at uh, 8 p.m. here, uh, WEMF Radio. You can also listen on her Facebook page, uh, Violence in Boston. Uh, Activist Hour coming up at 8 p.m. Uh, I want to thank all our guests. Uh, I want to definitely mention Tuesday night, again, we have a big special
7: ex- yes. party. Are you coming down? I, I did get the invite, yeah. So you're coming to hang out? I'm going to do it, yeah. Yeah, and we're going nice. to have
2: a, it's going to be a vape, what is it, vape chow?
3: And yes, vape chow and uh, <laughs> vote. Vote
2: vape chow. Vote vape chow, vape vote and chow. Vape chow yeah. Yes. And it's ba- basically, we're going to have a special election uh, broadcast at 8 p.m., with Michael Maloney uh, running for uh, Suffolk County District Attorney. He's the independent.
3: Independent.
2: We're also going to have some uh, great uh, chow. We're going to have a, a fun little event here.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> cannabis friendly.
3: Yes. And we're
2: also going to have uh, Alex Mendez running for state senate against awesome. uh, Keenan who in, from Quincy there. Oh, yes. Uh, who's you know, Senator State Senator Keenan who has been one of the biggest opponents of cannabis reform. Wanna you know what else he is?
7: One of the things I whether you wanted to talk about was um, getting rid of saving Eastern savings time. Right. Like there's so many more pressing issues and yeah. you wanted to talk to me yeah. about yeah. that. It yeah. was funny. Yeah. I just thought it was hard. It was funny to John Keenan, he's yes. running, so Alex
2: Mendez is also an independent so we're gonna have two independents here. Uh, weighing in on uh, the primary yes. and maybe take some phone calls yes. and we're going to have, it's going to be Judy and I, and I advocate hosting.
3: folks to look at the independents you know, uh, Bernie would have been great for us and uh, we let that slip by, do not let Mike Maloney slip through our hands.
7: Vote the person not the party, yes. always. That's
3: right, always always, always. vote no the values
7: yes. No matter what you do though, vote Tuesday
2: September 4th. Oh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely, get no Tuesday. Not Tuesday, Tuesday. Not Tuesday Rachel Find your way Wollage. No matter where you are.
3: Yes, Tuesday, Rachel I'm I'm in. Yeah. I mean I'm in on Rachel. Wrong. Rachel,
2: and, uh, no matter where vote you vote live. for
6: me, so I don't lose to the blanks, please. Yes. Yeah, you Tom can for you on Tuesday too, right, Tom? Mar- yeah. Raleigh. I'll be on the ballot. But Tuesday. No opponent. Oh. Vote. <laughs> vote. Pull the Democratic, uh, you know, ballot. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And vote. Vote. Yeah. And if you're gonna vote Republican, hey, vote for Scott Lively against Baker. <laughs> Punk him. <'em. laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, vote for the homophobe uh, bigot.
6: Uh, just, uh, <laughs> I see so many Scott Lively signs in my neck of the oh. woods. And it's kind. Of, it's. It's scary. It's terrifying.
2: Um, if people I, don't know, Scott Lively is the uh, the kind of racist preacher, homophobe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe racist isn't a good term, but he's definitely homophobic. He doesn't like yeah. gay people.
6: But uh, yeah, no, he's it's he's, he's a terrifying man. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's running against the governor
2: a, in the Republican stay primary. Away from
3: all the candidates who are associated with hate, and you'll be all good. Yeah. You know what
2: though? Yeah. You know what? If he gets a good <laughs> vote against Baker, though, it would be pretty funny.
3: Yeah, that too.
2: Because, but you know, I think uh, Lively's like the you know, overt covert uh, overt example of it, and Baker's like the covert. Mm. You you know you can tell who that party really is right now.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I know some Republicans get really mad when I say these things, but
3: hey, if you condone all the crap that dude at the top has been doing, then.
2: Right, that's who you who you're standing with.
3: Tag, you're it. Right,
2: it's just like Ryan Fatman is standing with. Uh, like we talked, of, like you talked about Tom. Yeah, right? yeah. if you it's
3: walk like a duck and you quack like a duck, you're a such duck. a
7: great hidden name too. Like,
3: yeah. yeah, it just
7: rolls off the tongue, and you don't even think about it past a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the name of the group was what again? No, oh,
6: Center for Immigration Studies. And wow, yes. it I, sounds so nice. Yeah, yes. and, and, But so the, thing is, the, and the thing is, the thing is, you should really th- this organization. Um, cherry pick statistics they, yeah, they of course they, they do. mess course with things to make it they're seem fake news yes yeah they're literally fake news yes. yeah. That's, they make, they make They're facts. alex jones <laughs> the alex jones crew oh, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: but yeah. we're out of here we gotta, go. we gotta go we're over time oh, all right wow. so we'll, see we'll see you, see you, next you guys week. For having we'll
1: see you, see you tuesday week. night yeah. thank yeah. you for tuesday, having me 8 p.m 8 p.m tune in we'll see you there bye i'm a patient of tomesco wellness i'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low i need cannabis to
0: live pain-free Mescal Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief.
1: I called the number on their website, and a Temescal Wellness specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a
0: low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temescal Wellness from seed to display we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Temesco Wellness. Quality cannabis for a better quality of life.
3: Listen back to Penny WEMF broadcast
5: at WEMF.